Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Anthony Alex from the Angry Mailman podcast, and you're listening to another fine show from the From Page to Screen Media Empire. Hey guys, this is Ace Marrero from the movie Madison County. Hi, this is David L.G. Hughes, writer-director of the film Hall Bowl Suites. I love the pace and the fastness, and I love the fact that you just roll with it. Hi, I'm Eric England, the director of Contracted. Hi, I'm J.K. Amanu, the writer-director of The Asian. Hi, I'm Brando Benetton, director of Nightfire. My name is Nathan Whitehead, and I wrote the music for Beyond Skyline. Hi, this is James Kellen Brussack, the writer, director, and producer. Hi, this is Ben Lloyd Holmes from the film The Expedition. This is Dominic Burns, the director of Allies. Hey, Stewart, page the screen.com up in my blog page. Yeah, that was my motorcycle running and tracking over my fucking snakes, genius, with um, eating pizza and pussy. I'm Neil Johnson, I directed Rogue Warrior and The Time War, and I crucified Adolf Hitler. From, from page, page to screen. Hello. Hello. Hello, how are you? I am not too bad. I'm tired because I finished my night shift at seven o'clock this morning, which is just oh to God. put it in. It's uh, it's like fourteen hours ago, so you know. Oh, poor thing. Have you had it? <laughs> I grabbed about three hours sleep. Oh, you poor so darling. What I then tend to, I'll grab about three four hours sleep and then flip my body clock back into sleeping at nights. Ah, oh, so. okay can do that um because i mean i can reschedule if you like no but, uh, no not at all oh, i'm sort of awake now and then in a few hours don't worry i'm not going to fall asleep mid-podcast i've never ever oh, done I, that i'll really. just try not to bore you um <laughs> so how are you normally i record with my co-host rob but i've given him the week off because i've got uh, got you the wonderful chloe Chekos, as co-host oh wow so, fantastic thank you um yeah. we're not recording we're not recording now are we always yeah, but oh, it's, it's not going live, so don't worry about it. So you can okay. you can swear or say whatever you wish. It's fine. Okay. It's all okay, natural. Awesome. Yeah. So yeah. So how are you? I'm good. How are you, Stuart? I, I always um, am I am I am I being videoed? Well, you are. You're coming through as video, but it's recording audio, so I can see your face. So you can knock it onto audio if you wish. It's up to you. Either's good. Either's good. Yeah, I know. The last time we did, well, that was like November 2021 when we last did our. Was it? previous yeah. conversation i looked it up before just to because i was curious mm-hmm. um we did video and i do like the video podcast but it takes a little bit longer to get online so i thought do you know what i'm gonna do this one audio and it will go up a lot quicker so okay awesome that kind of works for me so what, what have you been up to you've had like a crazy sort of year really a good crazy not <laughs> bad crazy well yeah well it, it's been a bit of i mean yeah it, 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 it has it has i mean it's been um it's been. I was not expecting the um, reaction to my episode of the gemstones that I got. Um, you know, I thought it was a very small role, but um, it's a significant role. So it's mm-hmm. been um, that the response has been huge. It's been. It's been. It's been great. Um, and um, so that that's that's 
that, you know, and then there's also Jodé has been doing very well with online sales, my movie. Yeah. And um, yeah, no, so it's been, it's, it's, it's gotten off to a good start. Keeps you busy. I was talking to a friend of mine, Neil, who will be listening to this about the fact that I was speaking with you and I mentioned the Righteous Gemstones and he loves the show. He lives in California, so he's he's able oh, to access. We don't have HBO over here, so I've not seen the show. I'm aware of it. I know the amazing cast that's in it. I know season three is coming next year, fingers crossed. Yeah. Um, but he was very excited about it. He loves the show, so... Oh, wow. Oh, well, well, um, yeah, yeah. You know, just say, you, you know, I, you tell him I, I play Gloria, the one abandoned mm-hmm. in the pet store. Um, I mean, you can see that. I mean, you can find the clips online, but yeah. I'm hoping the show comes out on some sort of uh, disc format. I'm still one of these that collects the physical media. I seem to be in a minority though, which is. I, I love that you do that. Thing. You know, I promised myself I'd never do that, but I find myself doing it. Like I love, um, uh, I love record stores, um, yeah, and you yeah. know, here in LA, they have. You know, my sister, who's a musician, goes crazy when she comes here because they have stores with just vinyl, you know, rows and rows of vinyl, and it's just spectacular. And um, you know, and I, and I used to love going there to buy CDs, and now I just I don't anymore. And I'm, I'm very I sh- I should I should do it the old fashioned way. I mean, I, I do with books. Books I'm pedantic about. I will not use a kindle i have my books um but yeah but it's it's, it's good it, i think it's good to to keep up the old um you know to, to you know just to, just to keep it to keep it the old way have the actual physical possessions it's good i think it's i mean i remember video stores coming i used to own a video store and run one for many many years so i remember all that sort of stuff but i remember before that going in you would say i want to watch a film so you put your coat on you would get up you would walk down to the video store you would spend about an hour and a half picking a film you would go home People can't be bothered doing that now. They're like, oh, they don't even want to change a disc that they own in their house. It's crazy. I know. It's oh, it's crazy. It is so. Um, yeah, yeah. I know. I know. It's like yeah. It was. It was. Um, yeah. It, it is. It's just. It, it, I mean, and I think that's why you know. I mean, society is changing so much, which um, is in a way is very sad. Like, I mean, I don't know about over there, but here they've stopped the circus. Um, and I used to. My husband and I used to love going to the circus every year, but they said that apparently people's concentration is just not, they're just not interested anymore. It's not happening fast enough for them. It's, it's crazy. It's, uh, it's, it's, I don't know when that started. You know, uh, several years ago, obviously. I think probably around the time smartphones came into being. I like, well, I like to blame the problems of the world on, uh, and obviously there are other streaming platforms available, but I always think it's Netflix and smartphones. Yes. And, <laughs> My reason, you know, that was an old phrase that I use. Obviously, now I'd have to say Netflix, Amazon, you know, all of them. Because people, when, when I was growing up, you would put the television on, you had a small amount of channels, mm. and you would just want to watch something. You didn't really have control what you wanted to watch. So it would right. be a film or a series, and you would enjoy it and come back the week after. It might be a documentary. You might learn something. But right. now if people want to watch reality TV for 24 hours a day, they could just put on a box set and go, I'm going to watch that, not watch like, any documentaries. Right. And it's like you could be watching your favorite TV show and then you'd have to wait until next week to find out what happens. Yeah. And, um, yeah. you know, it's so, um, yeah, no, exactly. It is pe- people now just binge watch and it's not, it's not the same. Um, but yeah, I mean, well, I mean, I, I mean, I grew up, we didn't have the option growing up in Zimbabwe because Zimbabwe we had, well, technically two TV channels, but only one of them worked. Um, so, um, and the TV one, which was the only one that worked literally, um, showed like 
TV shows from England and America that were like 10 to 20 years old. And um, and then every other hour there was a news bulletin telling you what Robert Mugabe was doing. Yeah. Um, so it like pretty much TV sucked. And yeah. it only came on at five in the afternoon and then it went off at 11 at night. And then they, then there was technically TV too, which was supposed to always show documentaries, but there was always so much static you could never get TV too. So everyone was either TV one or nothing or videos. We've, and people wouldn't cope with that nowadays, would they? Oh, they could. <laughs> it's hilarious. You know, what What am I supposed to do? Play outside? You know, unheard of. Oh, um, so I, 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 I didn't watch much TV growing up because, well, we just didn't have it. And I, I watched a lot of TV because I had, uh, you know, some people have had worse, but my childhood was, was a bit not good. It was a bit crap. Uh-uh. So I tend to, my escapism was television, but more so the cinema. Oh, I, yes. Magical. I spent probably, I mean, I was born in 71. So from the age of probably about eight years old, I was taking myself off to the cinema on my own regularly, wow. several times a week. I'm watching everything, you know, from the cat from outer space to uh, Superman, the movie and, and all sorts right through to probably the late 80s when I spent a lot of time in the cinema. Wow. Um, so that was yeah. my escapism and it's still... It still is movies and stuff are my escapism, which you know I'd, I'd mentioned it in the review for introducing Jodea. It's like it's just yeah. pure charming that film, and it those oh, those you. are the nice things to see because it brings back what it was like to watch a movie when you were a yeah. kid. Yes, it's very. Oh no, thank you. I'm so glad you said that. That um, but no, but it's lovely. I mean, and I guess you um, like me now. Um, your passion as a kid is now what what you do. Um, you know, I mean, I but I can remember like theaters. I just love because um. You know, you kind of, I mean, from when I would go in there when I was very little, it's almost like you've entered another world. And, um, you know, it's just the screen and um, and you and you're just and I just think there's something just so amazingly magical about that. And um, and that's why I'm just so adamant that theaters, you know, I mean, it broke my heart when so many theaters closed over here over, uh, after lockdown, um, because it's just going to the theater is really special. Yeah. I also think it's about the the I'm trying to think of the word, but the, the I think the audience is are they were less forgiving when we were younger in the cinemas. You know, I go back and I look at some of the films I watched growing up and you're like, that's not a good film. But, <laughs> but, but when I watched it, it was like, this is an amazing film. It's telling me a nice story. It's allowing me to escape from whatever I need to escape from. I'm enjoying it. I'm not sitting there as a kid going, well, uh, editing's not, uh, not up to scratch. Oh, I don't like. I don't like the director's choice of camera angles on that one, which infuriates me about you know social media film fans now. They really annoy me. It's like just the so Jurassic World Dominion, the third one's come out now, and people, some people are just complaining about it. It's like it's a film about dinosaurs. For God's sake, will you just calm down? What do you expect, Gandhi or or Malcolm X or something? It's a dinosaur movie. Stop complaining. Have some fun. Oh yeah, no, exactly. And it's so, um, and you, you have to still be able to do that to just, I don't know, to just switch off and, um, suspend your disbelief and believe this is, you know, and just, you know, just get lost for a few hours. Um, but yeah, no, I know. Yeah. yeah, The, the, the sort of the, um, the trolls online or something which now everyone's thinking of, like, you know, like when we were shooting Jodea and then we just shot this, I just shot a pilot um, it's just, you kind of like look, Oh, but get that Starbucks can out. It's get that Starbucks cup out of shot. Um, you know, because it's just, it suddenly it goes, it goes everywhere that there is, you know, a mistake in your film or something, but yeah, but it's, um, 
No, I know. I don't know. I don't know. Movies are just so special. They're, they're my passion as well. And I just, uh, you know, I love, um, you know, I try to watch at least two a week, probably not nearly as many as you. Um, but um, it's just, it's, you know, I do just, I do just love watching movies. What are some of your favorite ones then? What, what sort of just springs to mind when I just throw well, that question at you with no preparation sure. whatsoever? Um, well, no, no. Well, well, my all-time favorite, um, uh, which you probably would guess by watching Interested in Jodea, is My Fair Lady. I think it's the best movie ever made. Um, and then I also love um, romantic. Uh, Notting Hill is a classic romantic comedy. You can't go wrong with that. And then my, my favorite comedy of all time is My Cousin Vinny, which yeah. just... To this day, I've watched it so many hundreds of times, and I just still crack up laughing every time. It's just so it's so brilliant. Um, uh, uh, I'm just trying to think dramatically. What's it called? What do I like? Uh, the piano classic. Never um, se- I've never seen the piano. You know, it's oh, one really? of those that sits on a list of. There's. I, I only recently. Um, I mean, recently within the past six weeks, I think it was. Finally, got around to watching the Sound of Music, which I had never ever seen. Oh, really? Oh, my goodness. Uh, I don't like musicals as a rule. There are yeah. exceptions. You know, there are some where it's like, yes, it's a right, musical, right. but it's a great film, so there's exceptions. But oh, yeah. every time there was a clip of the sound of music, it was always that annoying clip where she's dancing on the hills and spinning around. I'm like, I, I am not watching that for two and a half hours. It just does not look know, like a fun know, film. It's just, it's like, yeah, I mean, no, that's, I know it's not the best promotion of the film. So what did you think of it? I'm I, curious. I loved it. I really enjoyed oh, yeah. it. Yeah. I, um, so I, mean, it's a classic. It's I would a... tell people that I've not watched it. Like, oh, it's a really good film. I'm like, yeah, yeah, of course it is. I know it's a classic and lots of people love it, but it's a musical <laughs> and it's two and a half hours of Julie Andrews pirouetting on the hills singing. I don't want to watch that. And they're like, no, no, what it is, it's about, it's like they're escaping the Nazis and all this sort of stuff. I'm like, that sounds yeah, a bit darker than I thought, that film. So, okay. So, yeah, no, it is. Um, well, yeah, well, um, it's. Um, so I put it on once. I had a Saturday night to myself, and I'm like, right, I'm going to get it out of the way. I'm going to watch the sound of music, and I'll either like it or I'll never need to watch it again. But either way, I can take it off my list. And I watched it in a single session, absolutely loved it. Uh, I was surprised how many of the songs I knew yes. that, that I didn't know were from the sound of music. Oh, really? Like, oh, I know that one. That's what this is from. So it's, uh, yeah. it's really that was the, the first song I ever learned was Doe a Deer, mm. um, which I think I was singing before I could even talk. Um, and um, but yeah, but I um, well, I mean, we grew up watching it. Um, so in Zimbabwe as well, we had one video club, and um, and because we didn't have, my dad used to um, rent videos from the video club, and then he had a friend who had two video machines who would um, illegally. Yep. make copies so we had a sound of music was the my fair lady another one chitty chitty bang bang mary poppins we had all of those illegal copies which were which we, we could watch anytime we wanted and i, I love the sound of music but i actually i've also read the book okay. but when I, I read the book when i was about 11 and i was devastated at first because it's nothing like the film the kids all have different names um there's no they don't break out into song i'm like this is horrible but anyway i managed i actually you know got used to it and i, I ended up enjoying the book after all but it is just you know just so completely different to you know to the film yeah but i'm glad that i've watched it and it's i don't know if it's one that i'd watch again but i think if i put it on put tv on and it was on I'd, i would yes. carry on watching it Yes, yes, so no, it is. Um, well, well, I do have to ask, have you watched My Fair Lady? I think I have, but <laughs> I don't know whether I've seen it all in one chunk. Oh. I think it is one of those that's been on TV and it's like, oh, what's this? And I've just watched bits of it. So I may 
have to go back have, and, and watch yeah, it all well, as one lump. If you enjoyed um, introducing Joe introducing Joe is yeah. the poor man's My Fair Lady. <laughs> okay. it's, it, I mean, it just, it's like it was so much of it was inspired by that movie, which is just one of the best movies ever made. And, and, and Audrey Hepburn was robbed of that Oscar. She should have won it. Um, but I, you know, I thought it was just the most, um, it's, it's my favorite movie of all time. Okay. I'll check that. But definitely The Piano is, uh, that does actually sit on my list of, of I mean, films. It, it, it's very dark, but it's good. It's a, it's a really, it's a, it's a really, really good, um, really good movie. So we were talking about video shops and, and uh, yeah. venturing into those. And one of the things I used to love about it, video stores was the cover art. Now I've just looked at IMDb and the Righteous Gemstones has got the most gorgeous looking poster. Hasn't it? Yes. It's very I love it. cool. That needs to be just stuck on like a, a huge wall or something like that. So it just, yeah. It's a shame when that becomes like a thumbnail on a you know on a streaming platform or something like that but uh yes so, oh no it is it's 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 a brilliant poster yep so the series i all i know about it is because i've not managed to see it yet thank you uk wonderful it is about an evangelist family now this friend of mine that i talked to he said he loves the style of it because because the show has got a unique style does that make sense what he uh, says uh, I'm not sure what aspect he's talking about, um, but yet yeah, it, it is very. I mean, it's very over the top. It's 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 wonderful, and it's very um, uh, very um, just humorous in a way that you kind of thought wasn't fashionable anymore. They, you know, they are so um, the characters are just so that they'll say anything. It's hilarious, and um, you know, I mean, I'm in the I'm in the um, the flashback episode, so I'm in the big '80s style. So um, so referring to style wise. That's very much eighties, which I which which is done incredibly well, but yeah, it's um no, I mean it is it's it's a I mean um it's a hilarious comedy, and it's just um you know this super corrupt televangelist family that are out there having their religious concerts and preaching, but they are as corrupt as anything behind the scenes. Um, but it's but what's also good is that you know it starts off. I mean they they come across as very unlikable characters, hilariously funny. But you got to keep watching the series because as the series goes on. You see how they, even though they're unlikable and fight amongst themselves, they always have each other's back. And you, end, I mean, you, you do really like them. Like they're not people who you should like, but you do really like them. They're corrupt, uh, but they're hilariously funny. Okay. Now you're sort of you've been in two episodes, so you've been in different seasons. Yes. Uh, was it easy getting back into the role between seasons? I mean, ori- originally when you were in the season one, which is the 2020, mm-hmm. that when that one aired. Yes. Did you know that you would be, I mean, obviously it's tricky with TV shows because nobody really knows if anything's coming back nowadays, certainly over the past yeah. couple of years. But did you did you think it was just going to be a one-off appearance or did they mention at some point there may be another one? And obviously, I'll, I'll, you know, be careful what we say because I don't want HBO lawyers kicking either of our doors down. Yes. <laughs> no, they, um, well, no, they didn't say anything because we didn't know at that point. I mean, I was so thrilled to be part of it and it was such a great cast. But they, um, I mean, it's season one. You don't know whether it's going to be picked up, you know, whether they're going to love it or not. So I kind of just went in there thinking, hey, if I die tomorrow, I've done this. <laughs> um, and then um, and then when they call me back for, you know, when they found out there was going to be a season two, I thought that was terrific. But I thought they probably won't bring me back. And then they did. So I was thrilled with that. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's just with everything. It's so, um, you know, I'll tell you, I watched a um, sitcom being filmed just before lockdown. A friend of mine was friends with one of the cast members and he got us VIP tickets. And um, it was very interesting. I don't know if you've watched sitcoms being filmed, but when I when I first came out to America as a kid, 
we came out here on a holiday and, and we watched Married with Children being filmed. And, um, you know, it was like um, and it was a great experience. And they'd like do a couple of takes and then they'd say to us, um, uh, can you try keep laughing enthusiastically? And um, and it was like over in about an hour, two hours. Anyway, this time, fast forward to 2020, we're watching the sitcom being performed. And if the audience don't laugh, they stop it. The script writers are on hand. They rewrite it. And then you kept waiting sometimes up to an hour. They do the same thing again with the different dialogue. Um, so literally it was like 11 o'clock at night and my friend and I hadn't eaten yet. And like, but this time we weren't even halfway through, we literally had to leave. Um, but that's the extent they go to, to make sure that people are genuinely laughing. Everyone's going to like it. And that was a really good show. I mean, the episode I saw, what I saw was really good, but it didn't get picked up for season two. So it just shows just how, um, how tough it is nowadays. And so it's kind of when you are, when they do want a season two, it's fantastic. So if you're making your own sitcom, because that's interesting to hear the difference in the ways they filmed it. See, I yeah. I prefer the first way. Well, that was how they used to do yeah, it. Yeah, that's, that's back the in way the I would 80s, do it. Um, and now, um, I guess because of competition, it's now, um, so, it's now so tough. They want the audience to genuinely laugh. So if they did a scene and the audience weren't laughing enthusiastically enough, they would go away rewrite it. Um, and so we, meanwhile, you know, there was always someone coming out to entertain the audience, a comedian or something. But it was just... Um, you know, it was just really, you know, it was just incredible. And I, you know, we were right in the front, so we could see the scriptwriters gathering and talking and making their notes. So, um, yeah, it, I mean, it is super competitive. And, um, yeah, and even, I mean, and the thing is, which is really sad, was that even with all that, it still didn't get picked up for season two. Yeah. So, um, it's just, yeah, it's just really, yeah. I think that falls into, and it's a phrase I've used a lot on podcasts. It's, my backlog of things that I want to watch, not necessarily I don't need to watch anything, but things I want to watch is just insane. It's just, it's huge. And I think there is too much content now for a viewer to watch. It's like, I don't know what to watch. And I think people, if people aren't hooked from the first 10 minutes of something, I know people that have put a film on and within three, four minutes, like, oh, oh I'm done, I'm off. It's like, no, yeah. give it longer than that. I know. <laughs> really do. I know. It's funny, you know, I was like that. And it's so funny because um, I, I always believe in giving films benefit of the doubt. Also, mostly because if you've gone into a cinema and spent your money, yeah. you don't want to have wasted it. And um, I mean, I think about it. There are two movies that did that to me. One was Mulholland Drive. And I kind of I ended up getting so frustrated with it. But afterwards, I couldn't stop thinking about it. Yeah. And I thought about it and obsessed about it. And I had to go rent it again. And then it's now one of my favorite movies. And the other movie that did that to me was uh, Zero Dark Thirty. We literally I'm watching it and I'm just like, oh, this is so boring. And then at a certain point, something clicked and I'm like, this is phenomenal. <laughs> yeah. it's, that is also now one of my favorite movies. So, um, yeah, so that's two more movies to add to my favorite movie list. But that's interesting because with both of those, had I been a different personality type, I might have just, you know, stopped watching. Um, but I stayed and I'm really glad I did because, um, yeah, it's just this whole getting bored so easily. You so, you know, people, you know, I mean, it's like, you know, you look at old, um, you know, classic TV shows like Cheers, like they, um, they, you know, they, they didn't do terrifically well in their first season, but you know, they, they're classics They're you know, today they wouldn't probably wouldn't have made it to second season, but they're absolutely phenomenal. It's just in today's world, the tolerance is just, people just aren't as tolerant. And I just, I, again, I blame Netflix and smartphones. Everything needs to yeah. be, you know, food needs to be. I, I was in a, I think it was at McDonald's probably yes. a couple of months ago and I was waiting for the food. You know, you place your order and you wait for your number to come up and you wait. And somebody had come in after me and they were waiting for their order. They must have been there maybe seven, eight minutes. 
and right. they were complaining. I thought this is meant to be fast food. Where it's like, oh, really? You oh, went, oh. The place is stupidly busy. It's packed because it's like a Saturday or something, yeah. and you got people complaining. Oh, I don't want to wait seven minutes for somebody else to cook my dinner. It's like, oh, just oh, it's like down. yeah. It's, I know people have become so self-absorbed. I was in a um in a coffee shop the other day. And there was an old man sitting at a table just enjoying his coffee. And this young couple were waiting for a table. And they hadn't been there 10 minutes. And they go up to him and ask him if he's nearly finished because they weren't <laughs> table. And I was appalled. I was like, how dare you? Yeah. You know, it's just you just wait. You don't rush someone. Um, it was just, yeah, I was just really, really shocked at that. If, if that had been me, I probably would have responded with two words, um, which, you know, probably might have gotten me beaten up. But I was just like, I'm just like, no, come on, just learn to wait. It's not all about you. I would have bought another coffee even if I didn't want it, if I didn't want yes. one. I really would yes. have. Like, oh, yeah. I'm going to order oh, yeah. a muffin now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or, or, or um, get on your phone to a non-existent friend and go, oh, my friend's coming, sorry. You know, um, it just, you know. <laughs> Yeah. I, I think over the past couple of years, I mean, the world's been a crazy place over the past two or three years anyway, but I think one of the main casualties, I think, is people's ability to either have a bit of patience, have some yeah. manners, and communicate in a nice way to other people. I think that has oh. drastically gone downhill during and the And that pandemic. I will also blame on smartphones and Netflix. Yes. <laughs> because in today's world, if you don't like something, you just click and you cancel whoever it is you don't like. It's yeah. not like, you know, no more face-to-face. You know, I've got a problem. Let's talk about it. It's just delete. Just block them, you know, yes. or start tweeting at them and, and and you know abuse them with hashtags and weird animated gifs and stuff. Oh yes, it's like I mean, <laughs> do you get any of that ever? Being in your in your profession with um, you know, with your views on films and stuff, do you ever get attacked? No, uh, not so much. I, I once had somebody that came back at me because I I tend to have this little core of filmmakers that I go, oh, Dave, like, and you're you're part of that list. Where it's like, oh, oh, Chloe's done a new film. I will tweet about that and share it and this, that, and the other. Okay. So I have a core of filmmakers, and there was one little core that some people didn't like, but I'd never had any problem with them, and they're always fine to me, and it was great. So, and then some of the trolls came back at me, saying, oh, do they pay you for these reviews? And I just went back going, I wish. <laughs> I I wish people would pay me for reviews. They do not, but I wish they did. And that's as close as I've got. Because there's, I have, there's nothing for me to lose, really. If trolls come after me, you know, I'm not a company. I, hmm. You know, I don't have shares. So there's nothing. Right. If, if they cancel you, you wouldn't even have got no. so many followers. It's... Uh, but well, I have to just put this in here now. I am absolutely thrilled. You watched Introducing Joe Dea before The Sound of Music. I did, yep. <laughs> and, and The Sound of Music is not in my top 10 films of the year that I watched it either, whereas Introducing Joe Dea clearly was. So therefore, oh. you know. Okay, it, I have to post about that. Thank you so much. You um, I, I absolutely have to post off and say that, post and say, film critic Stuart Bannerman yep. says that. That's thank you so much. You've made you've actually made my whole life. Um, I'm, I'm just hoping Julie Andrews doesn't come after me and start trolling me, going, "How dare you? Do, <laughs> do you know how many hours I had to spend pirouetting on those hills?" <laughs> <laughs> oh God, that's hilarious. That's um, oh, that's uh, where was I? No, um, no, it's funny. Sorry, just what you said about um, you know how you don't get paid for this. Um, yeah. had when last year around the time I did my first interview with you, my publicist got me. You know, um. Got me a ton of interviews. Um, you know, Clint, you're friends with him as well, I aren't am Clint you? Clint Morris, so I, yep, great guy. 
yeah. realized you guys knew each other. Clint's an absolute gem. Yes, but um, yes. he got me this one interview with this woman who was turning down, I won't mention her name, but she was turning down all those other clients because they weren't famous enough for her. <sighs> However, she accepted an interview with me, which I was very flattered um, because I did Righteous Gemstones. Therefore, I passed the bar. I was famous enough for her. So we literally had this interview, I mean, quote unquote interview, where it started where she was literally name dropping. And then... Um, and then she, you know, then she asked me a few questions and stuff. And then she talked about meeting up for coffee and like I was her best friend kind of thing. And then, yeah, and I thought that went very well. Next thing is she tags me in a post when the interview went live. Um, and she um, and I can't remember what I was doing. I was driving or something when I got the, 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 the notification. The next day I get this email from her attacking me for being so ungrateful. <laughs> and how dare I not share her podcast that she's, she doesn't get paid for. And, um, and she went on and on and on. And I was just like, whoa. And I just, I mean, I was actually very polite. I said, you know, look, yesterday was just a crazy busy day. I didn't mean to offend you. And then I dutifully shared it. And I, and then in her response to my apology was, well, I'll just continue to work hard whether you people appreciate it or not, or something like that. And it was just like, I was like, oh my God, that just, so this time around, you know, I, I can't, I just, I thought I better let Clint know because if he tries to contact her again, I don't want him getting an earful about his ungrateful clients. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, don't worry, she doesn't speak to me anymore. But I just, I just thought that was hilarious because I mean, nobody on podcasts is doing it for the money. You're no. doing it because you love it. Yeah. And if you make money, great. But it just like she had this attitude that I'm doing this for free and you couldn't even share it. And how dare you? And you're so ungrateful. And I did all this for you. And I'm just like, <laughs> it is a weird world, all weird. It's a strange world of podcasting and reviewers. Yeah. And there's, there's like lots of different leagues. So there's 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 the nice ones like me who I mean, I do it because you know, how cool is it that as a film fan all my entire life, I get to speak to people that make movies and get to talk to them, and I enjoy having conversations, and, and that's pretty much it. I don't think of this as a podcast. This is a conversation that you and I exactly. are having. Just yeah. so happens it's going to get recorded and put out unedited, other than a lovely little music track at the end, which we'll get to later on, um, yes. and it'll be, it'll be untouched. I'm not like, how dare you not share my link? How dare you not <laughs> leave me a review? I don't really care if people leave me reviews or share links or stuff. It's like I do this for me and the person I'm talking to. So yourself in this example, but some of them get really upset, you know. And it's what, what, one thing I often hear, and, and I hear it on a few podcasts. Have you heard of Patreon? Do you know the? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. A lot of podcasts will put out that oh, we you know we pay for this out of our own pocket we don't make any money and yeah. please subscribe however many dollars per month to the patreon because it will heap it will keep this podcast going and blah 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 i pay all the costs out of my pocket oh. for this podcast but guess yeah. what there are virtually none <laughs> there are virtually no money it doesn't take any money at all to run a podcast i pay i think i pay maybe 40 dollars a year for my website domain name mm. you know which is nothing to do with the podcast if I need a new headset, I'll just go out and buy a new headset. I don't. I need some money for my new headset so I can podcast. It really annoys me. It's like it doesn't cost anything yeah. to to talk but to that, people. It's, it's see, that's interesting because I'm completely ignorant about podcasts. I just presumed that, but when I see those posts, I think, oh, oh, maybe it is expensive. No. But okay, thank you for like. I mean, I mean, I I get the same thing with films. It's like um, you know, when I make um a zero budget movie like Jodea. I, I have to work with like-minded people. And, you know, we had the most amazing crew with that. And it's like, you know, I mean, John, who directed that, you know, it was just a director after my own heart. It's like, okay, well, we need a, 
you know, well, for Zach's chair, for example, which had to have his name on it. We need a chair for Zach. Okay, well, let's just, just see what we can get on Amazon, you know, just buy it, you get it cheap and stuff. You know, whereas I've worked with some people who have been like, oh, well, we'll have to go contact these special chair makers and they'll <laughs> they'll they'll charge about a thousand dollars. And I'm just like, oh for goodness sake, you know, it's just we're doing this low budget, you know, just you know, it I mean it's just I mean like well, I mean, like you, it's kind of like I mean, I didn't get paid for Jode. It's going to be a while before I see any money from that. And But I don't care because I loved it. It was my dream movie. And we, we got fantastic distributors. And I don't care if they take the first chunk because they're doing a great, a damn good job. So I'm, I'd much rather that. But um, so, yeah, I mean, it's just like you don't I mean, when you do something for love, you don't think about the money. It's just, yeah. you know, it's, um, it, you know, and I think that's what every profession should be. If you If you don't love what you're doing, then you shouldn't be doing it. Exactly. I mean, my night job, which unfortunately isn't this, um, mm. I can't stand my night job. I I despise doing it, but it pays me well, a wage that allows me to to do to the things it. like this. You know, it, well, it pays. I'm an online uh, customer service advisor, oh, so I get all the grumpy. As over the past two years, they've just gotten worse. Oh, I've, no, I, I, I've ordered something, okay, when? An hour ago, okay. So how, how can I help you with it? It's going to be late. Well, how do you know it's going to be late? Because it says on this it's going to be here for five days, and it'll be there in two. Well, I'm, 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 it's not even late. Go away. Oh, or I, had, I had somebody the other week that said, I hope your family catches cancer. <laughs> they really did. Um, because they're part they're, they're, they're for. Their package was late. Uh, they weren't happy about it. They'd been given all the explanation, going, this is why it's late. This is where it is. This is when it'll be with you. I've refunded your shipping costs for you. It's fine. <laughs> I hope your family cuts. What a horrible person. Charming. So, that is just like, oh, I mean, yeah, they're, they're just, uh, this is all online or over the phone? This is online. I think over the phone, they don't, I don't think they would say it. Because yeah, it's, 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 it's like it's, you said, people block people and they tweet. They they would not have the same conversation face to face. It's it's very yeah. That's I mean oh I'm so sorry that you have to do it. Yeah, it's yeah. it's off. It's it's um, no, it's it, it's terrible that I know. I mean, but we do we do we all have our day jobs. I mean, I had um, right now thank God I have the most wonderful day job. I'm writing a script for someone, and it's just wonderful to being being paid for what I love. But um, when I'm not doing that, I work as a substitute teacher, which can be hell on earth, depending which school I'm at, <laughs> um, which is just like, um, so I, you know, it's, I mean, it's a great job to do for the film world because you can choose your hours and it's just a sub. So if you get sent to a lousy school and you just put in the database that you're not going back there again, but it, it is, um, you know, it's just really, it, it just definitely not my, not what I would love to be doing. What, <laughs> just, what sort of age do you teach or do, is it all over? Um, any age. I, I have a degree in special education, yeah. which um, is really a joke. Um, because when um, now when I sign up, when I when they ask for a special education sub, um, it's sometimes it's sometimes I get someone who really is in need, like um, someone on the spectrum, someone who really needs help, and that's and I love doing, I love helping them. But most of the time here in America, what it is is it's the, they, the, the the kids that are so badly behaved, the teachers don't want to discipline them. They are quote unquote special. And given to the special ed teacher. Yeah. Um, so, and it's, and so, like, you've had some kids, there's absolutely nothing wrong with them. They just don't want to stay in class. And I've literally just had to follow them out of class, you know, it, and just try and persuade them to go back in. And it's just, yeah, horrible. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, just, so, I bet you 100% prefer being on a film set or a TV show set. Oh, God. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's just like, you know, um, 
I mean, as I said, but look, that job pays. If I have to go back to it, I will. But, you know, right now, thank God, I I'm actually have wonderful paid work. But, you know, that's the thing with this business is you don't know how long it's going to be. It's very unpredictable. So, you know. Um, so what is it so, yeah. like with the writing? I'm not going to ask you what you're writing or anything about the subject matter, but what, what, have you got a writing method? Do you sort of think, right, I'm going to get up tomorrow at, at 9 o'clock and I'm going to write till 12? Or how, how do you work that way? Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I do have to do that because otherwise I get distracted so easily. So basically I'll have semi-writing, you know, say for this afternoon, for example, I'm going to write from 2 till 6 and I literally have to close off Facebook, close my phone, um, do shut everything down and just concentrate on the script. And once I'm, you know, I, I'm, I'm severely ADD. One thing with ADD people is we get distracted easy, but once we start concentrating, you know, it's like it grips us. So I literally have to go into once I'm in that world, I'm fine. I yeah, then it's hard taking me out of it. So yeah, I kind of have to do that. Um, with my own scripts, what I do is um, I write the scenes that come easily to me first, like I imagine a scene that's fantastic, but it will take place in the middle of the movie. But I just write it down, get it on paper right away. And then usually how I work with my own scripts is I write down all the scenes that come to me, and then just fill in the gaps after. Um, I can't do that when I'm working with other, for other people because they want to see episode one delivered by such and such a date, episode two by such and such a date. So, um, I mean, admittedly, the scenes that come to me quickly, I'll still write down, but I do have to be a little bit more ordered in the way I write. Now, sort of taking out the money aspect of it, obviously that, that's a slight factor into the question that I'll ask, but you've written your own script, so you wrote Introducing Dojaya, Devil's Cove, stuff like that. Now you're writing one for somebody who's who's hired you to do that as a job. Yes. Is it easier to write for somebody else as a job than it is to write stuff for you? Or has, has it changed the sort of way you write or the, the mentality of the way you write? No, I mean, I don't think so. I think, you know, it probably is better in that you are more disciplined because you know you have this deadline to meet. So you kind of, whereas it's your own stuff, it's like you kind of can be more distracted by something and go, oh, well, I'll get back to that. So from that perspective, it's good. But no, I, I don't think it has changed, um, you know, the way I write. Um, but it's just, yeah, it, I mean, it's definitely given me, um, you know, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, this is a script. I mean, the, 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 the people I'm writing for are both lawyers. And, um, that, you know, they had, a, it's about a court case. I can't tell you much about it, but it, that they, that they had fascinating story about 20 years ago and they want to make it into a TV series. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's fantastic in that I'm learning so much and especially about the legal field. Um, you know, um, but yeah, so it's, um, but yeah, I, I don't think it has changed my actual style. Yep. Well, that's good. Cause I can imagine it'd be quite scary. I mean, it's like somebody said to me, right, I want you to do a podcast. I'm going to pay you X amount. If that figure in my head was, uh, you know, yeah, I enjoy doing these things, so I don't get paid for it. So there's like a zero, there's a zero, right. there's a zero dollar pressure to me. I'm like, well, I'm not gonna be paid for it. I'm sure it'll be fine. It'll all work out, and they usually do. But if somebody said I'm going to pay you a thousand dollars for a podcast interview, I'd be like, oh god, it needs to be perfect then, because yes. they're paying oh, yeah, me, and that would probably scare me initially. I think doing it, it for a is, job. It's very, I know it. It is quite nerve wracking. You do get, um, and I'm pedantic about making sure I get the scripts in on time and I also I mean they, they're lovely guys and they, they talk to me all the time and have you know answer my questions and I'm also quite lucky in that my husband has a law degree so that for any little things which I want to ask um he also helps me out with but um but yeah but it's just um 
it, yeah, no, it is. I mean, look, it is. I, I'm, I'm, I'm super lucky to be doing that right now. And, um, you know, I'm hoping I can get another paid writing or acting job next because I just don't want to go back to sub teaching. <laughs> no, I don't blame you. I'm planning on getting out of my night job at some point in the next few months. So I'm going to give myself a few months off to sort of detox from six years of people just, you know, swearing at me oh, and stuff. It's and, so disgusting. Oh, it's horrendous. Yeah. Uh, and then I'm going to try and work out what to do next. Because it's like the things I enjoy doing, they are, there aren't real jobs doing it. You know, yes. I've, I've never looked in a magazine. It's like, we want somebody that likes to talk to movie makers and tweet about things and watch movies and then, you know, share blog articles. You don't generally see that many things like no. that advertised. So it's those tricky for are, me. I mean, those ones are all who you know jobs. It's mm. like, you know, it's, um, yeah, it's no... um. But yeah, it's it, it, it's true. But I mean, God willing, I mean, with you being out there the way you are, so maybe you know it would be wonderful if some rich person picked you up <laughs> and said, "Hey, I've got this magazine. I need a film critic, or I need someone to interview actors." Um, you know, that would be wonderful. That's the kind of thing which I mean, and I think you're doing the right thing by getting out there as much as you are. Um, you know, you, you you know you're you're not you're not you're not hiding your light. You're shining it so everyone can can see your stuff, which is great. And I don't get annoyed when people don't share my links, <laughs> which is, <laughs> I, I think, it's a bonus. I, 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 I do always try to I share. I, I mean, that's yeah. the thing with me is I always do try to share people. It was just, um, you know, um, but no, um, no, exactly. It's, you know, and, you, and you're a lovely person as well. <laughs> Thank you for saying that. Yes, I shall, I shall just PayPal the money over to you straight away for that compliment. <laughs> so it's... Um, I had like a whole bunch of things I was going to cover, but it's like, you know what? I, I just, I like seeing what just comes out of the conversation yeah. and stuff. But we're, we're going to sort of trample back into the, the righteous gemstone territory yeah. again. You've worked with a couple of cracking directors on that so far in your couple of episodes. Yeah. So David Gordon Green and Danny McBride, yes. who are, are names they- that most people will know nowadays. Yes. Well, so, well, I have to, I don't know if I told you this, this wonderful story about David Gordon Green, who he directed me in season one, Danny McBride directed me in season two. But um, after I made Jodea, I sent a copy to each of them. And I didn't think they'd bother to watch it. I mean, they're busy men, they shouldn't. And then the next thing I get this email from David Gordon Green out of the blue, and he wants to screen some scenes from Jodea in his latest Halloween movie. And, um, and I was just like, oh my God, I was just so flattered. And then he'd also like recorded, he'd actually watched it and he'd recorded times, either this scene here at this point, here at this point. And I was like, I was just so flattered. I was like, look, you can take whichever scene you want. (laughs) Huff it all, show the whole movie. I'm okay. Just send me a copy of it. Yeah. So I'm going to be in the next (laughs) Halloween movie. Um, What's that like? I mean, you sit, if you sit and ponder on that for a few seconds, does that not just blow your mind a little bit? Oh, it does. It completely blows my mind. And I think it's just, I'm just so... I'm just so honored that they took the time to watch my little movie. And I mean, they're such lovely people. They they just are the nicest people you could work with. Um, and, um, and it's just very, um, you know, it's, it's quite, you know, I mean, I was very, I was super intimidated my first day on set because I'd only ever worked on movies with budgets that came to about the same as breakfast on the set <laughs> yeah. of on Monday, breakfast on Monday was probably the budget of my last movie. <laughs> and, um, and so it was quite intimidating. And, um, I'll tell you this funny little story just quickly. So I, um, you know, I did my audition for Gemstones and um, I shot it on a Sunday, emailed it to my agent that night. And then on the Tuesday, I get this text from her, check your emails urgently. I checked it. They were flying me out that night. I got the role. No callback, nothing. And, you know, when you, you're an actor and you face so much rejection, 
when you kind of get a role right away, especially in a good TV series like that, I mean, at that point it was season one, we didn't know it was going to be good, but I knew who some of the cast were. I was like, this is huge. Um, when you get the role right away, you kind of almost semi don't believe it. You think, nah, I'm going to get there. They're going to look at me again and they're going to go, nah, not so much, you know, because um, you're so used to rejection. So um, the first thing we shot was in a restaurant and um, they shot me, Waltham Goggins, John Goodman were all at the table. And then, um, and then they call cut and then all these other people come in and sit in our places. And I'm thinking, oh my God, I was really bad. They're now trying someone else out in my role. I didn't get that these people were actually stand-ins. So, um, which was just a really, just, you know, just gives you an idea of the kind of, that I'd never been on a set that size before. Yeah. Um, yeah. so it was just very, um, you know, but, but the, every, you know, everyone was so nice. They could not have been nicer. It was just, it was wonderful. And, um, yeah, and as I said, it does blow my mind that David Gordon Green watched my little movie and he wanted it to be in his, which is just so flattering. Nice. I mean, you yeah. obviously, I, I was struck by The Righteous Gemstones and that it jumped on my list, not just because I saw that you're in it and, and the cast <laughs> list is just phenomenal, but it's HBO. And yes. I have had this sort of massive admiration for most HBO shows for decades now, you know, going way yeah. back to like Oz and The Sopranos and Six Feet Under. Whenever yeah. you saw HBO, you go, this will be a quality show. Yes, because they, they have, put a certain yeah. amount of, you know, they put a lot of work into it and it, there has to, it has to match a certain quality level in order for them to go, oh, yes. this is what it is. They, they, they are amazing. So, no, I mean, I as I said, I was blown away. And as I said, look, it took me a while to realise wow, this has actually happened. I have actually gotten this part, you know, because it's just, you know, the whole thing is just too huge to imagine, yep. And, uh, I mean, you're doing a Reddit, aren't you? I noticed on, I saw a Facebook posting earlier on, you're doing one of these Reddit Q&As in, uh, yeah. in like a couple oh. of weeks. Yes, oh, that was so funny. You know, I just, um, I found that Reddit community quite by chance. I just Googled my character's name, Gloria Freeman, from uh, The Righteous Gemstones, and I found there was this whole conversation about me on the Reddit page. So I, I, became a member. I called myself Gloria Freeman on that, on that site. And I, and I joined in and, and it's reaction. I mean, the reactions to people were just quite, quite wonderful. I mean, most of them have been, are so flattered and they're like, I can't believe you're talking to us. I can't believe you're sharing your stories with us. It was so sweet. But then you get the people who are cynical and you're like, there is no evidence that this is Chloe Tracos. You know, I'm sure she has better things to do than be on a Reddit page. I'm kind of going, well, obviously I don't cause I'm on there. <laughs> but, but yeah, but also, I think it's like if you're on a Reddit page and lots of people are saying, we love your role in the program, we think it's yeah. great, we love the fact you're here, are there any better things that you could be doing at that moment in time rather than people going, do you know what, we love what you do, thank you. I think that's, that's oh, one of the best things you could be doing. Exactly. And on what I said, I said, well, you know, a lot, you know, I said a lot of actors just spend most of their time hanging around set, checking their Reddit pages and yeah. just, um, no, it's like, I mean, and I think also whatever, you know, it is, it, it is, it's, it just, it is really lovely. And as I said, I thought my role was too small to even be noticed. And I so it just blew me away that there are people who love it and um, who love my character. And, um, and I've, and through the Reddit page, I've got a lot of people to watch introducing Joe Dare and I've had so much lovely feedback from that. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's very rewarding and, um, yeah, you know, it is, yeah, you're right. There is nothing better than being told we love you. You're wonderful. And, um, it's just, you know, it, but it's, you know, it is, it's, um, but no, but I did, I did get amused that people think I'm important enough that someone wants to impersonate me. I thought that was, that was kind of funny. Um, <laughs> So now you might be like, hmm, I need staff. I need lots of stand-in Chloe's to handle all my social media accounts. 
It was just, yeah, actually someone said that, one of them said to me, they said, how come you do all this yourself? And, um, and I was just like, look, I mean, you know, it just, you know, I mean, well, I, I, I mean, look, but I mean, but you get actors and stuff who do do their own Instagrams and stuff themselves. And it's just, and I actually like that. I think it is nice that, you know, you, that, you know, that they, they, they speak for themselves and they don't have someone doing it for them. And, you know, I, I, I like that. It's very, you know, it's just kind of, kind of real. You see a lot of that. Obviously, I live on Twitter more than anything else. I am on Facebook and Instagram, but Twitter's pretty much my my go-to place. And I, you you get to a certain amount of followers, and you the, you get the, people get lost in the mix because you're like, I haven't spoke to so and so for ages. Let me find out what they're up to and, and stuff like that. So you can do things called Twitter lists. Not if you're familiar with those, but you can go. I'm going to make I'm going to make a list, and you make a list. And for example, you could put a, a Jodea list. And I could mm-hmm. put you in it, and I could put John in it, and you know various other cast and crew members from it. And I could <gasps> click on that list, and it would just show me what you guys are up to. So you could sort of make little sub sub oh, Twitter lists. It's very that. handy to um, to sort of manage and and keep up to date. If you go, I want to sit, I want to read a book. I don't know what book to read. I go into my little author list and see what books mm. are out there, and it's it all sorts. And I made a list with Good. with the big names that that follow me and this isn't going to be a name dropping type thing but it's like a lot of filmmakers um oh, I, oh. I don't know why they follow me but it's i'm just glad that Did they do and it blows my mind so i made a list of it and then i made the mistake of looking at that list in context and it just it's it freaked me out i'm like these are all people i used to see making films when i was a kid on the big screen why the hell did they follow my social media account that's amazing but it's kind of cool that, it's a lot of the a lot of the big cool. names and you've got to meet some of them as well, haven't you? I've met some of them, yeah. I've I've not met Oliver Stone. He's my oh, he's yes. my go-to. Um, I I wrote to him years ago when he was making Alexander, and I found oh, out his production uh-huh. company list. And I really like Alexander. A lot of people didn't, and it didn't make I a lot do, of money. But, but I, I think it's a good I'm film. A, I'm a, yeah, I'm a massive Angelina Jolie fan, as you know. So I um. I'll watch anything she's in. So I, <laughs> but no, but- so I wrote to him, and I'm like, really loved Alexander, love all the films you've done over the years. One of my favourites that you've done is Heaven and Earth, which is another film that came out yeah. that didn't yeah. make a lot of money because people are like, we don't want to watch a film with a woman in charge. Why? And it's the whole stupidity of that, but the film is amazing. Mm. And I think I'd mentioned that, oh, I, I'm trying to write scripts, and you're one of my inspirations. This was back in the early 2000s. And he wrote back. He sent me oh, the wow. signed signed picture of him and it says on it Stuart good luck and work hard Oliver Stone I still have it I've kept it and uh, so I've got a couple of autographs from Oliver Stone and that's then so, um, a lovely person that's charming that's guy your, yeah that's all so lovely and then when I was uh, putting the final touches to my experience in Comic-Con documentary thing which I ended up shooting and, and making into a feature type thing I needed an ending so I went to San Diego Comic-Con and I was doing this little section saying finding Oliver Stone because he was there doing a Q&A for Snowden, which was coming out. And I thought, I really want to get into Hall H and just be in the same room as Oliver Stone. And I managed to get in there. So I've literally been about 50 feet away from him, never met him. But probably about a year ago, I, I woke up to this tweet that said, Oliver Stone now follows you. And oh, my oh, God, yeah. that's like one of the big film geek highs I've ever had in my entire life. God, that that's amazing. Insane. I love that. I love that. Oh, wow. That is, but you see, that's also good because I'm sure now if you reached out to him for an interview, I'm sure he'd respond. You too, should. No, I'm, t- I'm too intimidated. <laughs> There's two people that intimidate me that I would love to speak to, but I would never have the courage to speak to. One of them's uh, Oliver Stone and the other one's David Cronenberg. 
who I'm oh, also a massive oh. fan of, but I wouldn't know really David, what to say to David Cronenberg other than yes. your films are great, keep making them. <laughs> yes, no, I know exactly what you know. I know I, I agree with you on both of those. They're both yeah. spectacular. Um, wow, that's but that's amazing. But that's good. I mean, that, you deserve it because you 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 know you work hard at what you do and you you love what you do. And I'm so glad. Um, that's so that's so cool. Oliver Stone follows you. I love that. But there's a lot of William Friedkin who made The Exorcist, and it's just like a lot of them. It's crazy. I'll I'll, I'll share some of the names over the next few days with you, but it just it, it yes. freaks me out no no end. Um, well, I I have a story which I won't share on air, but I'll share to you over WhatsApp. But you've got to keep it confidential. I will. Oh, okay. Um, but so I, I said earlier on, I said, oh, I don't get paid for doing podcasts. I do in that way. Yes. In the ways that I get to interact with, you know, like Mick Garris, who we follow each other on Twitter. And I've had, I got to sit down with him virtually for an hour to just ask him anything I wanted. And that was like, oh my God, this is. So I, I get paid in that regard. And to me, that's worth far that's more than money. Way more than really. money. Oh, I mean, God, yeah. That's, yeah, exactly. And I agree. And I would much rather. Yeah, I mean, I, to me, that would that makes that would make me much happier than any yeah. money could. I mean, it's so um, and this is the. I mean, I think I had a rant about this on Facebook the other day, but this is what gets to me a lot with um a lot of students who are just graduating acting school, film school, and stuff is they don't get this, and um, I mean, it's and my advice to anyone in in this business is don't do it, don't do things for the money, no. do things because you love it, and I mean, like, I mean, as I just said, it's like when you when you're in it when you're in it for the money. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, you're not going to be rich right away because it just doesn't work that way. <laughs> it's not um, a sort of job, is it? No. And no. it's right. And also, I mean, what 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 I discovered, um, I only found this out this year, and it horrified me. Now, I don't know if it's the same in the UK, but it's 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 the law. It's the case here. We were shooting a zero budget pilot over four days, and we needed extra crew. Like we had professionals in the key spots, like makeup artists, DP, soundies. We want, but for like the runners and stuff, we thought, well, let's get film students. So I contacted all the big film schools here, and I got told, no, our students get paid union rates. Wow. And I'm going, are you kidding me? You have just destroyed their chances of getting a job. Yeah. Because yeah. if a company can pay union rates, why would you pay a student? You know, I mean, like when I was a student, I did not care about being paid. I just wanted the experience. I didn't care how long I was on set for. So they're destroying things for these kids. These kids are going to graduate from school, expect to walk into a job that pays thousands of dollars and it's not going to happen. And, you know, so it's just so I think it's the worst possible thing they could have done by by doing that. I mean, when you're a student, you want the experience and you don't want, you know, you don't want to get paid. You just want the experience. And that's enough. And that's something you can add to your reel so that you can go out there and then, you know, pave your way to a better job. But it's just, yeah, I just think that, I mean, when I found out that that, that was the case with all the film schools here, I thought, okay, you, you guys have just made it so much worse for those kids graduating. That's It's kind of a thing here in the UK as well. Every now and again, this argument flares up going, actors shouldn't work for nothing. And yeah. I, un- I understand that logic because it's like, well, you wouldn't expect a plumber or a joiner or something to do it for free and then go away. Go, well, it's a good experience for you fixing my toilet, isn't it? So <laughs> I, I, I kind of understand that logic. But I've been in, other than the stuff I've shot myself, I've been in three films, all low-budget yeah. films. I have mm-hmm. no acting background whatsoever. I just have the ability to be me and talk and improvise mm-hmm. and just, you know, blurt stuff out when I need to. And none of those films I was paid for, none of those films I would have expected to have been paid for, and none of those films did I want to be paid for. I was just really happy that these filmmakers went, do you want a little role in my film? Okay, yes, please. And I did it. 
Now, and that's wonderful. I, I think only two of those came out. Uh, the mm. other one didn't because the producers fell out, but I still have a copy of that film. And that's the one I'm most proud of because I've got the biggest part in it, which is really annoying. Cause I was, oh, I was, wow. You have to send me a link. I may well do. Um, and so the first two. Um, but, you know, imagine if I if the films came out and they were all really good and I did a really good job. I've got enough there to then cut together yeah. a little bit of a reel. Exactly. Which then somebody else could see and go, actually, I like your look or I like the way you talk or I like your weird Scottish-English accent because nobody else has got a weird accent like that. So I want you to be in mine. Oh, by the way, I'll pay you for it. Yes, so, but we yeah. Said, yeah it's, but the thing is also um, acting is very different to being a plumber. Um, I don't know anyone who's – I mean, maybe there are people who are passionate about being a plumber. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. it's like I've always been my passion to, you know, to dig up toilets and stuff. Maybe. That, that could be the case. And, you know, but even people, you know, starting out like that, start off with an apprenticeship or something yeah, where they're helping someone. But I just think with acting, it is, it, it is a cutthroat industry. And it's one of these professions where, I mean, I honestly think that um, acting colleges are unethical because I think that if you're going to be in training at a college and you go away with a diploma, it pretty much gives you the impression that you can get a job. And that's not true. The thing is, this is a profession that so much depends so much on you can audition for a part, you can be perfect, and then someone comes in two minutes after you, and they're just that much more perfect for their role. So I um I don't um so I think it it's it is just one of those professions where you are doing it out of love, and where you really um you know it's it's and and it should just be you know it, it sh- you know you should be driven by you know your urge your need to get out there and be seen and um. You know, and it's just, and the thing is, it's so, um, it, it, it's, it, it's, you know, the thing is with actors who do, you know, early on in their careers start giving attitude and trouble and, oh, I, I want to lead role kind of thing. The thing is what, they're all replaceable. We are, we all are replaceable. It's just like when you're given a job or an opportunity, you know, you say yes and you take it and you're charming and you make as many friends as you can, but it's just, um, you know, it's so, so I, yeah, I mean, it's just, I just, you know, I think, um. I think a lot, I mean, a lot of it is, yes, I mean, true, yes, everyone should be paid. But, you know, it's most actors are not, I mean, well, most of us aren't doing it for the money. We're doing it because we have this huge insecurity, (laughs) this need to be recognized. And that's, as you said, you know, it's more important than money. So, um, you know, I mean, when I, you know, it's it's just, it's it's something that, you know, so... um, so yeah, I mean it's I mean event essentially yes, everyone does want to get paid eventually, but it's just so um I, I just definitely think definitely when you're starting out there, I don't think you should be, you know, going on too much no, about the money. Yeah. You know, if you could spend the budget on hiring someone that's been in like fifty films over the past few years, or you could spend it on a film student who's done nothing, get oh it's not a no it's a no brainer, isn't it? <laughs> Poor exactly. old student is not going to be working that weekend. Right. And it's also like um I mean it's not just with crew, but it's also like with um with actors, they hold these workshops all the time in LA, which quite frankly, I think are a complete waste of money. I ended up sitting in on one. The only reason I was because a friend of mine was holding it. And they teach actors all this stuff, which is just literally, I mean, it's just, it's logical. Like, smile and say thank you at auditions and don't call up the casting director and yell at them if you didn't get the part and stuff. That's like, who, wow. who does that? But the one thing that they, that they do teach you, I mean, and people pay for this as well, which blows my mind. Um, the one thing that they also teach is that don't say yes to extra work, which I think is is bad because, um, um, you know, so now when we did Jodea, we had had a lot of smaller roles, which a lot of people could have 
you know, and I didn't say they were extras because they're not. I said, we have there enough smaller roles. Everyone can get some screen time. And for a lot of those, we gave them dialogue as well. And it's also kind of, um, I mean, one movie I saw way back when in Australia was an Australian movie. And they had, um, there was a scene um, in a classroom, several scenes in a classroom. And there was one boy in the class who stood out. He was hilarious. He did like, he was kind of like the class clown. He did these funny expressions and stuff. And it was, there was a Q&A afterwards with one of the lead actresses. And she said, yes, that boy was an extra. But he did improv so well. And like that they ended up, you know, giving him more. Um, and I just think it's like, yeah, okay, so you've got to start by being an extra. So what? You know? Um, but I just think, um, you know, I mean, like we had um, today one of the guys who got playing one of our photographers in the one scene. He was really good and everything. And then when I said, you know, look, we're shooting again on this date, he was like, oh, yeah, I'm not coming back unless I can be, unless I can have a lead role. And I was wow. like, okay. <laughs> it's like you're not <laughs> coming like, back then, are you? Bye. <laughs> yeah, no, and we're just like, I mean, and he, and he said that's what his agent had taught him or that's what someone at one of these workshops had told him. And I just think they are destroying actors by telling them this. It's, it's so, um, it is so wrong. I mean, the second film, I sound like I'm not an actor by any means, but the, the second film that I was fortunate enough to be in was called Bad Moon Rising, and it's sort of a, it's a comedy horror type thing about a werewolf cult. And I was invited to be an extra. You know, do you want to come in and join? Because it's a nightclub scene and all this. I'm like, all right, yes. I'll, I, don't, I don't mind because I'm not an actor, so I'm not going to, I need some lines. Get me some lines where I'm walking and I need an agent and a trailer. I'm not one of them. And uh, they were all setting up the shop and I was just helping, moving boxes and I'll get that for you and just generally being a nice sort of person anyway. And because of that, they realised who I was and I was a nice person and stuff and ended up being in two or three scenes in this thing and I did actually make the final cut. They didn't cut me out, so I was quite happy with that. See, that's like people want to work with people like you. It's so... I mean, we... The one scene in Jodea, which is one of my favourites, the scene when Zach is working in the deli and those two diva actresses come in and the ones like we're we're late for the audition. Now I offered that role to a girl I knew. She had like two IMDb credits, both of which were short films. I'd seen her work. I liked her. And she came back to me right away and said, no, I don't want to do it because I've never, I've never heard of your director. Um, I was kind of like, okay. And so we went, I went to backstage and we cast Morgan, who's the girl who did it. And she killed it. And she was hilarious. She steals that scene. And so with the opening credits, I don't know if you remember the opening credits montage, we've got her in that. We brought her back. I said, I like her. She's fun. You know, she's, she's got that whole California girl. I want to be an actress. Look to her. Let's bring her in for the opening credits montage. And and she was fun to work with. She just, she was super, you know, such a sweetheart. And she stole the scene. I mean, it's one little scene, but it's a scene which you're going to remember, you know, um, and the same with um, Nina, the girl who plays the the diva Spanish actress at the end. I mean, she's only in one scene, but she is hilarious. And you just want to watch her again and again. So it's kind of, um, you know, I mean, just saying yes to a small role, you you know, if you make it unforgettable, you, you're going to be remembered. Um, I think a lot yeah. of people, I think the mentality, and this sort of goes back to the way the world's changed over the past few years, people... <laughs> maybe expect right oh i'm going to become an actor tomorrow i've never done it before but i'm going to start so by this time next month i want to be jennifer lawrence or tom cruise yes yes it's like (laughs) it's so i know it's it's so unrealistic and so and they just don't i mean as i said look in this i mean to give you an idea of my story of my first day on set at the gemstones when i was convinced that i hadn't got the part and that the stand-ins were going to replace me that gives you an idea of my mentality of how of the acting mentality that you are so used to rejection that when you actually get offered something it's like this can't be real 
Yeah. It's just it, that's I mean, and that's what, you know, um, you know, that that, you know, that that's how tough it is. So, I mean, I mean, it's probably I, I don't even know if it is something you would get used to, is it? I don't know. With the, the rejection? You know, with the, well, with the thought that you may be about to get rejected. You know, if, if you're on a set in five years' time and you go, right, just stand over there and then somebody else sits down at the table, is the, oh, oh, no. Or are you going to be like, nah, I know what this is. It's fine. I'm okay. No, I, I, want, I, I, I don't know. Well, no, I mean, I, th- I think I'm definitely fine. Like when we shot season two, I wasn't worried at all about the stand-ins. I knew what they were because I'd never done a movie with stand-ins before. It was something like you got the crew to stand in. It was like, okay, makeup artist, you stand in for her right now, you know? So, um, no, I think that is, I mean, that will be something I'll get used to. But I mean, I, I don't know. It's just like, it is just, it's something, you know, you, you face so much rejection. And it's so, um, y- y- I mean, it's, it's a tough industry because on one hand, you have to be sensitive because you have to be able to emote. But on the other hand, you have to be incredibly tough. So it's, you know, it is, and that's why, and a lot of people can't handle that. A lot of people quit after a year or after, you know, it just, um, you know, um, you know, it's, it's, it's so it's, I mean, it's, it's, and not just actors. I mean, I think any element of the film industry is, is very tough. And I think it doesn't help with the online stuff that we, you know, we mentioned before where I can't imagine what it's like if I, you know, one, so something I'm in comes out, and I go on Twitter and it's just filled with trolls going, you're terrible and you should be thrown off a cliff. And I'm like, I don't know how I'd do with that. I think part of me would like to think, ah, oh, just block them or fine, I don't care. But then the other part would be like, am I that terrible? I don't know. So I think the whole... I know what you, know, you mean. Yeah. So you kind of have to. I mean, and I've I've had that. I've had people bash me and... um. Uh, and it's, I, I mean, you have to, it's kind of like just goes with the territory. You're putting yourself out there. You kind of just have to, but you have to like, know, um, have people who you can trust, who, you know, will be the people who tell you the truth. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I mean, I got bashed terribly. My, one of my first movies I did and, um, and it puzzled me because we'd only had one screening and it was a premiere and yeah, and someone bashed me terribly. And I found out later she was a girl who'd auditioned for one of the roles and got rejected. And um, so, you know, like you get people like that. And it's also like, well, you also get, I mean, you also get plenty of weirdos online and you kind of just have to look at it like, okay, you're just a sad person who goes out to bash other people's work. You know, um, you're really not worth thinking about. Um, you kind of just have to, yeah, because I mean, you can't take everything personally. If you take everything personally, you're in the wrong business. And I think if you take everything personally, you're never going to be able to write a script. You're not going to be on set because you're going to be too busy replying to trolls that you don't know. (laughs) So you never get anything done. Well, what's that? There's a great hole, and I think I've got on my screen. I kept it. There's a great quote by Winston Churchill about um, if you stop to – oh, I – where it's something if you stop to pick a fight um with every dog along the way, you will never reach your destination or something like that. And and it's so true. And – um. Oh man, where have I put it? It was up here. Uh, I've just I've got so much junk on my desktop. Um, uh, but yeah, but it's just it's so. Um, but it is true though, isn't it? If you stop to sort of you know argue you or or defend that, yourself against that, everything. And and that's kind of like where I um I know a lot of people have gone off Facebook because um it got it 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 got that because it kind of can get like that. Yeah. Oh, you'll never reach your destination if you stop and throw stones at every dog that barks. So that's that's a Churchill quote, and it's true, and it's um, and you kind of like, yeah, you kind of just have to um, I mean, as I said, like I just I I just now kind of like you know, like when I'm working and stuff, I do, I kind of just have to switch off Facebook because I'm either going to be something on it where I'm like, oh, that's interesting, what's she doing now, um, or it's going to be something I disagree with that's gonna I'm going to be like, okay, I don't you know, shall I enter a discussion with that? So I just 
you know, I've kind of like, I, I, I mean, I don't, I'm not really, I mean, I post on my page, but I don't really follow Facebook that much anymore. Just um, aside from just kept keeping up with family and friends who I talk to on Messenger. Well, that's because you're, yeah. you're busy making things, aren't yes, you? rather exactly. than just being busy exactly. talking about the things that other people make. Wait. Exactly, that's true, and that's um, yeah, it's 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 yeah, it is, it's true. So yeah, but uh, yeah, I have to sort of sometimes step back and go, nope, I'm not getting involved in that conversation because I'll end up with my timeline will just get clogged up with trolls all week because I have to just. Oh yeah, it's just know. it's. Oh yeah, it's so and and as you say, you know, people, you know, the whole the faceless trolls. I mean, and they can be pretty nasty, um, you know. So and it's just it's kind of yeah, you just um. Yeah, you 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 know it's just better to just to not even not even engage. I just think with film fans, it's like I've watched thousands and thousands of films over the years, and probably um, not a large amount of them I've disliked because I you know I know how to choose what I think I like. But I've I've seen films that I really haven't enjoyed, but then I just move on to the next one. I don't go right. I need to write a post in about how much this film offended me. I need to tell everybody because I'm so important and my views matter and all that sort of stuff. They they get so wound up by things they don't like. It can't be good for people's health. Just no, to- it can't be. And also, like you notice how people um they will find an actor or actress that they hate with a passion. Mm. Yeah. And I'll be like, well, have you ever met them? Do you know them? And it's kind of, again, that's something which in the acting world you have to be prepared for. People are going to just hate. So you might get someone who will, I mean, as I said, I've been very fortunate with the gemstones. Everyone loves my loves my character because she was treated so badly by Walton Goggins' character. Yeah. And um, But, you know, I'm sure there'll be people that hate me too. It's just, um, <laughs> it's just so, um, it's just the way, um, you know, it is. You're just putting yourself out there and, and there are plenty of crazies. Um, I mean, I actually, um, I mean, look, so you remember that, that classic movie, Misery, with Kathy Bates? Yeah. That's one of my favorites as well, when she um, kidnaps the author and tells him, you know, <laughs> what to do. It's kind of like, you know, th- those people are online. They are the, they the, are. the, the, the yeah. who will um, yeah. watch an attack and um, they might not be able to physically harm you, but... Um, you know, it's just it's it's just something that you just you just have to be aware of. I saw Bruce Willis perform the James Caan role on uh, on Broadway when I was in oh. New York a few years ago. It was amazing. We just thought, oh, this is on. There's no way there'll be tickets available. Is there any tickets available? Yes. When for? Like next week or something? No, no, today if you want. Really? And so we bought them and we watched uh, Misery on stage. And that was very cool to see it on stage. It works. It does work on stage as well as film. You were actually there, or you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we were there. Yeah. You were, oh wow! So that was very cool. That is amazing. Oh, I would love to. See, I, I would actually be scary on stage. You know, it would be very much um, it would powerful acting that could be incredibly good. Wow. No, that 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 is that 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 story is a classic. Um, wow. So it's, um, so classic stories. There is one, and I've saved it till the end because not only I'm guessing is it very uplifting and very nice and very. I don't like. I don't want to end a podcast on rant, ranting, stupid film trolls, <laughs> so horrible. Because that's I, I want people to go away with happy memories. So yeah. you'd share. I think it was either a Facebook comment or, or a tweet comment or something. But you mentioned the genius that was Robin Williams. Yes. And as soon as I saw that, I'm like, right, next time I speak to Chloe, I'm going to ask about that story. So what was your experience meeting easily one of the world's most unique, oh, yes. uplifting, it's- happy souls that, that, that gave off the impression that he was just happy all the time? But unfortunately, he, you know, he well, may yeah. not have been happy all the time. But the, the world is a sadder place than not having Robin oh. Williams currently in it. But thank God we have his oh, movies God. and his TV shows and his, and his stand-ups. 
But I, I would love to see just his take on the way things are today. I mean, I think he could make a pretty funny routine out of your Netflix iPhone thing. That could be, he could, he could, he could, um, yeah, no, he was, um, I met him, uh, we share, we shared a mutual friend and, um, and I was in New York at the same time as this mutual friend who was actually staying with Robin Williams in New York. And so, um, and so I found out, you know, so this friend was going to see Robin and Robin's play on a particular night. So I made sure I got tickets for that night. And then so afterwards, yeah, we had a drink with him in his dressing room, just the three of us. And um, and he was just how you would imagine Robin Williams to be. You know, like I've, I, I, every, I've got to say every Robin Williams movie I've ever seen, I've always laughed and cried. There's something about him that just, you know, you can just you can empathize. And um, and he's just in, and so I'm, you know, I met him and I told him, I said, you know, I grew up in Zimbabwe and, and one of my favorite TV shows was Mork and Mindy. And like he was, he was blown away that he was on in Zimbabwe. And then he started, um, of course, it's Robin Williams. He started doing his accents for me and saying, you know, he was also dubbed into Italian for Italian TV and he did his Italian accent and, you know, had me in hysterics. He was just, just how you would imagine Robin Williams would be. You know, he, he didn't let me down. Because I've had cases of meeting celebrities who I adored who've let me down, but Robin Williams did not. He was, and then what really um, touched me was afterwards. Um, he went outside, and the parking lot was full of people waiting to get his autograph and photo. And he talked to each and every person, had his photo done with each and every person. And the only time he started saying no was when people were coming back for a second photo, and that's understandable. And I just thought, what an amazing man. That um, that's the kind of um, so yeah he was just yeah I'm I'm just so and I'm no I looking back I'm so glad I did because I never would have had that opportunity and 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 he was a legend and you know um, so much comic genius there and just so, such a, such an amazing human being. I just like no other human being either. You know, a lot of actors you go, well, they're kind of like this person, or right. there's nobody that's like Robin Williams. If there is, I don't know who they are, but I've never encountered anybody that's even close similar to him. Right. Well, I um one story I love was my my godfather lives in San Francisco and his kids were at the same school as Robin Williams's kids. And um one day there was a basketball match and the referee was late. So Robin Williams filled in. And um and as you can imagine he was hysterical. So by the time the referee showed up everyone was like, "Bye-bye, go away. <laughs> we're having fun." It just yeah, it it makes me want to just watch all of Robin Williams' oh. films again, which would take me many many months because he's done lots and lots of. Them. And, and I mean, some of them emotionally I can't do again. Like Good Morning Vietnam, just I I, I just don't have that emotion. I, I just I I sob so uncontrollably every time I watch it. He's just so amazing, and I'm also sobbing with laughter half the time when his radio broadcasts, which apparently he most of this film he ad libs. Yeah, yeah, he we did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was he was brilliant. I mean, I would love to see him today get up on stage and make all these jokes about the way society's become because he probably could just turn it into the most classic routine. Yeah, we we do need him. Uh, oh yeah. I, I think the film that broke me up quite a bit was I'd watched it maybe I'd seen it before, but I'd watched it maybe six months after he'd passed on, and it's What Dreams May Come, which yes. obviously it's a, it's an amazing film anyway, but the subject matter of it just breaks your heart if it because it was yeah. in such close proximity when you think about robin you're like oh I don't yeah. know, but oh. amazing oh film. yeah no, i i could not watch that now i i just no. couldn't um it just but yeah just um just 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 an amazing yeah just just a, a legend and it's you know he, you know i mean he was someone who i've been watching since i was four years old so it was just yeah it was just a really spectacular experience he's definitely up there i'm guessing on the list of wow i did that in my life and i met that yeah. person yeah. Yes. Yes. I, I, Robin Williams is is at the top. Yeah. 
So what have you got planned for the rest of your day? Anything massively exciting? Are you going to get an uh-huh. exercise bike that's behind you? I have one downstairs. Oh, it's right, not, right. It's oh, not yeah, been no, switched no. on for months. Mine hasn't. <laughs> oh, no, mine got me through lockdown. I have yeah. to. I use my elliptical every morning. It's, it's my adrenaline rush for the day. I have to do it in the morning. Otherwise, I, I'm a grouch. But it's, yeah, so so no, I've already done that. Um, no, I'm just going to be doing some writing. And, um, yes, most, mostly just writing and then shopping and grocery shopping, not exce- not interesting shopping in the evening. Um, whatever, what time is it there now? It's, it is um, now 25 past 10 in the evening. Okay, and are you working tonight? No, I'm off till Monday night now, so I'm back in work at night on Monday evening. So I've got a few days off. Um, I have not a lot planned. I've got a few things I'm going to sit down and just watch and, you know, uh, sp- spend some time on Twitter and, you know, well, make do it, one doing of the stuff I do. Lady. Say again, sorry? Make one of them my fair lady. I will indeed, yep. As I said, it, it's, well, you, you prefer to introducing Jodea, which which I won't mind so much because My Fair Lady's in yeah. it. Yeah, what, what I'll do is I'll watch My Fair Lady and then tweet out going, it's not really uh, introducing Jodea though, is it? It's close. <laughs> <laughs> it's a knockoff of introducing Jodea, I, never mind I, I, what years they came out. Well, I, I have to quote you on your Sound of Music quote. Yes. Um, thank you so much. You've made my day. You are welcome. Well, you've made mine because I enjoyed the catch up. You know, I like speaking with my co-host oh, yeah. Rob, but I've preferred speaking to you. So, no offense, Rob, but you sucked. You're fired. Ah. No, well, we, we must do this again. <laughs> I, I really enjoy it. We should do it more often. Definitely. Well, I originally, I mean, the first one we did, which was back in November, it was more. Yeah. I don't really want to say an interview sort of thing, but it was more a Q and A about introducing Jodea and stuff. I, and I, I wanted this one to just cover a whole bunch of stuff, uh, obviously including. Righteous gemstones as well, but uh, but it covered a whole range of topics. Awesome! No, appreciate that so much. And um, and yeah, and I mean, I don't know if you want to play the song, and uh, but I um, oh, thank you so much because this is my friend Danny composed this, and he's one of the most spectacular musicians. And I just I I, lo- I personally love the song. I prefer it to the film. Um, but I can say that because I made the film. I didn't make the song, but um, uh, but it's just um, you know, I just I I, w- I want to get it um. I just, I just want him to get some recognition because he is so phenomenally talented. So give Danny's full name then because people are going to Google Danny and there's going to be lots oh, of Danny's uh, and they won't know which one it is. <laughs> Daniel, Daniel Iltis, I-L-T-I-S. Brilliant. So Daniel Iltis, this is ready for my close-up, isn't it? Yes. Brilliant. So, uh, yeah, uh, thank you very much, Chloe. Thank you, Stuart. And, um, you know, I love you. You're one of the best. And um, and you were the very first person to review introducing Jodea and say the things you said. And it's, I've never, you know, you will always be special for that. Thank you very much. You're more than welcome. It's an absolute joy to watch. So good luck with the script writing. Thank you. Good, good luck with your Reddit as well. I, mean, I will speak to you before then. But, yeah, you know, yes, for the sake of the people listening on the podcast, it's on June the 22nd. Uh, at 11 a.m. California time, 2 p.m. Yeah. Eastern time. I have no idea what time that is in the UK. It's probably about seven or eight o'clock. Um, three but, hours ago. Yes, three That's hours three ago. Hours. So, yeah. Uh, but good luck with that. You'll have fun. Thank you. Thanks, All Stuart. Right. And, um, yep, have a great weekend. Will do. And get, get some sleep. I'm planning on doing. Yep. All right. T- take care. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. I could sing before I talked 
Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.